Hello, uh, welcome uh, to Christian CEO uh, Institute and Widows Seven Church uh, broadcast. Uh, thank you, thank you for taking the time to select and watch this particular video message. As always in the uh, JCCS community, it is uh, my hope as a representative of JCCS Institute right now and prayer as I share this message, uh, God will use it to minister to you in ways he designed for you in whatever purpose he would want it to be accomplished. My name is Reyes Benito, a business owner, an investor, and, a, and an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ located here in the beautiful South Orange County, California. The title of my message today is Mission First, People Always. In a minute, I will discuss with you what the title of this message is all about. By looking at the title, you might already have an idea what this subject means. However, please allow me, in participation with the Holy Spirit, to use the Word of God to drive it home deep into your heart, mind, and soul with an intent to make a life-changing experience for you and your business. There are about 37 to 40 recorded miracles of Jesus, where each miracle, there are lessons to be learned. We can glean on uh, about our subject today. Uh, for the sake of time, I plan to cite only seven selected miracles of Jesus that I believe God wants us to learn, to learn from, to drive his point, mission first, people always. Before we move on, let's come together in prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to, to deliver your message that you have put in my heart, that you have allowed me to experience. And uh, I pray, Holy Spirit of God, I I invite your presence to be our teacher. Even now, even though I prepared for this, you allow me to prepare for this. Teach me more so that I can be your oracle. Thank you for your faithfulness. I, I pray that you speak to those people that are listening to you right now, that your word will be alive, will be powerful, and help me to explain and share this again with power, with confidence in you that by faith, you will do the mighty, mighty work, more mighty works in their lives and in my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. CEO, question for you. Would you agree with me it is vitally important to, uh, to stay in our company's mission and vision? The, the answer is obvious, right? Yes. Would you also agree with me that in sales, it is a general belief and a practice for one's business to be sustainable is to develop uh, some kind of momentum and consistency in achieving the number we desire in order to generate the sales or, or target number of potential transactions we might have for that day, for that month, uh, and for that year. Hence, it is vitally important every minute of the day that each employee, each vendor, each staff, each staff are utilizing the time for companies growth so that we can achieve uh, our, uh, our sales number, right? Now, have you ever had an occasion in your life as a business person when meeting deadline or pursuing the targeted number, whatever that may be, where you cannot afford some type of disruption whatsoever? 
that if gets interrupted where you had to stop or slow down may just affect your current pursuit and mission just because you personally must attend to your employees, employee, employee, business partners, vendors, and perhaps your own family's personal needs or affairs. So the title of my message today originated from my profound conversation with one of my former commanding officer on board a destroyer prior to our major deployment. I could still vividly imagine that day when we were both walking on the pier, inspecting our ship the day before we deployed to the Persian Gulf. As one of his uh, command's uh, trusted advisors, I want to understand his line of thought and his priorities as, as he decides or plan for our command. My question to him was how he would prioritize a mission and a crew. I asked the cap captain, how would you prioritize? How can I advise you better when we have a mission and we have a crew to take care of? You know what? To my surprise, which I had to think about at that time, was his statement of mission first, people always. At that time, our command environment was a very precarious one. It was in a very delicate situation because we were the first few commands or organizations throughout the U.S. Navy as an experiment to have a multi-gender of about 350 personnel. But one-third of it are female, two-thirds are male, in a floating warship to be deployed for six months in an old Spruance-class destroyer and to be engaged in the first-ever cruise swap evolution that has never been done in the history of the United States Navy. What we, our assignment is to operate a ship not, only, not originally of our own with personnel who was not given much of an opportunity to work together and to ride uh, on the same ship uh, back to the U.S. to get this ship back to, uh, for, for a decommissioning ceremony. Yes, for the most part of the crew were handpicked or voluntold to make this experiment happen the best we can. So I was thinking the odds, I believe, at that time were against us. To cite a few major potential challenges that was lingering in my mind that we could be facing is that for many years, U.S. warships geared for war are manned and operated by only male company, and to have female on board for six months at sea may just, propose, may, may just pose a serious fraternization and sexual harassment issues. I know my men. The second potential problem I saw was the ship's internal operability challenge. By this, I mean an engineering point of view, not all equipments and machines are the same, where they have their own unique quirks, issues, and limitations, unbeknownst to our current crew. Let's face it, not all issues of a certain command, when you assumed it, uh, especially its material condition, are written in a document for obvious reason, that they are protecting the reputation, the reputation of the commanding officer. Right? And, and it goes to their evaluation. So it looks good when they transfer in paper the ship to us that it's good to go, ready for deployment. But anyway, to cut the long story short, it was indeed a very difficult assignment for all of us um, in this U.S. Navy project where we as a command made it 
happened with very minor incidents and were all given special awards and recognition at the end of this special, very challenging assignment. I know it's a long story. You might say, Ray, what this story has got to do with how I run my business as, as a CEO? Well, to answer your question while staying true to, to the title of this message, mission first, people always, right? Please allow me to drive a point to take you to some of Jesus' miracles he performed during his earthly ministry in varying occasions and different time of the day. First, the wedding at Cana. We know the story, right, with his mother, that Mary asked Jesus uh, to make more wine, right? But what was Jesus' response as recorded in Ephesians 2, uh, um, 2.4, Luke 2.4 to Mary when she pretty much asked him to perform a miracle? Though it sounds like Jesus was disappointed and told Mary, woman, what does this anything to do with me? And my time has not yet come. So to me, Jesus' focus is in mission. But would you agree this sounds like fulfilling his mission? And yet Jesus did what was his mother's ask of him and made the best wine at the wedding feast to demonstrate that Jesus cares about meeting the needs of people and not just necessarily the needs of his mother. And I was thinking about it, you know, from all sources, making the best wine from water, right? So that's what happened when we put people always. So imagine what might, hap what might happen in our own life. Strange things could happen and miracle might happen. Second uh, miracle I'd like to point out that relates to our title is Jesus heals an official son at the Capernaum in Galilee. The official here based in Capernaum may be in service to either the Tetrarch, Herod, Antipas, or the emperor. Though Jesus knew that the Romans will someday crucify him, that to me in human understanding, that man was enemy of Jesus. He had Jesus healed the son of this official. An example of mission first, people always. Why? Because the official who asked for healing for his son got saved first. Him and his household believe in Jesus just because he met the need of this man first. Wait, why do you think the official's heart has already a belief in Jesus before praying for healing? Was it probably because Jesus' reputation preceded him because of the first miracle at the wedding at Cana? How about you, CEO? What kind of reputation precedes you? Mission first, people always. Number three, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law, sick with fever. I'm not going to read the whole thing. That's based in Luke chapter 4, verse 38 to 39. But please be reminded, in the beginning of this chapter, was Jesus, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, he was rejected from his own hometown, and in fact wanting to throw him off the cliff left the area where he is not wanted and moved on to a region where he battled more with the evil spirit by healing a possessed man. Yet he continued to move on to the next town up to the point of attending to the healing of Peter's mother-in-law who was sick with fever and then continued again in healing many more. Wait. Confronted in spiritual, physical battle by the enemy, rejected by his own while continuing to heal many, yet took the time to heal a family member of Jesus' immediate disciples prior to continuing with the mission? CEO or business owner, let me ask you, 
when was the last time after major battle and hurdles in your business where you took notice and intentionally stopped from all what you were doing and took the time to just to attend and meet the physical needs of those that are close to you. Number four, for a miracle, for a miracle, we can get lessons from <clears throat> Jesus heals many sick and oppressed at evening. Luke 4, 40 to 41. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying hands on each one. He healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. To me, this is another example of the motto we have on board my ship. Mission first, people always. In serving others, regardless of the time of the day, even putting our personal comfort while temporarily placing one's business mission in abeyance. Number five, we know about feeding of 5,000 followed by 4,000. Isn't that another example of mission first, people always? But this time, Jesus was doing the mission and, 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 and fed, uh, I would say, 9,000 total. Number six, miraculous temple tax in a fish mouth, right? Um, let me read this. So when they arrived at Capernaum, the taxmen came to Peter and asked, Does your teacher pay taxes? Peter said, Of course. But as soon as they were in the house, Jesus confronted him, Simon, what do you think? When a king uh, levies taxes, who pays? His children or his subjects? He answered, His subjects. Jesus said, Then the children get off free, right? But so we don't upset them needlessly. Go down to the lake, cast a hook, and pull in the first fish that bites. Open its mouth, and you'll find a coin. Take it and give it to the taxman. It will be enough for both of us. What lesson, of this, what lesson from the story we can learn from here? You know, we can bless the world in showing those around us, which is by walking humbly with our God. And, this, and in this case, the right thing by the Spirit's leading was to pay the temple tax so as not to offend. And then, of course, the way Jesus paid the tax seems to be an almost humorous statement about in how insignificant money is in the grand scheme of things. You know, for me today, it's like he does the cultural equivalent of pulling a coin out of someone's ear. Maybe a CEO, if somebody asks your opinion and about this subject about paying taxes or owing someone money to not make it such a big deal, most of the time it is better to pay up than to lose a testimony over money. Last example. Jesus heals a man with dropsy on the Sabbath. Um, so one Sabbath, as he was in the, it's in Luke 14, 1 to 6. One Sabbath, as he was in the home of a member of Jewish council, the Pharisees were watching him like hawks to see if he would heal a man who was present, who was suffering from dropsy. Dropsy, if you don't know what it is, like an edema. So Jesus said to the Pharisees and legal experts standing around, well, is it within the law to heal a man on the Sabbath day or not? And when they refused to answer, Jesus took the sick man by the hand and healed him and sent him away. Then he turned to them, which of you doesn't work on the Sabbath, he asked. If your cow falls into a pit, don't you proceed at once to get it out? 
Again, they, they had no answer. Lesson of the story. Be ready to assist CEO and help others even on our Sabbath or rest day, regardless of what others think and say about us. Perhaps in, the, in a gathering with other CEO, we can teach others like what Jesus did, if necessitated by the situation to explain to others about putting the needs of those around them, especially that work with them, because this man uh, with the dropsy uh, seems to be part of that household. So CEO, at this juncture of the seven examples cited from Jesus' ministry, what I was to drive at uh, our today's topic about the mission first and people always, I believe in Jesus' mind, mission first, people always is more than a model, more than a mindset. It was, his, it was Jesus' operating system. That's why it comes naturally. Hence, it becomes his lifestyle where he probably doesn't have to think much about it. It's, it is just one of his acts of grace flowing through his being day in and day out. You know, all of the seven examples I cited above can be summarized by the scripture found in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 in MSG version. And let me read it to you. It reads, If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel. Love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trust God always, always look for the best. Looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. First Corinthians 13, 7. You know, again, uh, to me, uh, one word to sum up our topic today, mission first, people always, is the word serve. That was probably how you uh, equate it to the title today. You know, while we in this uh, word serve, please allow me to refresh our memory about these subjects as it pertains to JCCO in a biblical perspective. I realize we have a lot of books and preaching that cover this subject matter in great detail. But let me just cover a few to complement our subject matter for today. As CEO, we are called to serve. Let me correct myself. As JC CEO, we are called to serve. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we, JC CEO, would walk in them. Second, understand it is a command to serve, 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each one has received a special gift, employ, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the multifaceted grace of God. 11, who speak, whoever speaks is to do as one who is speaking actual words of God. Whoever serves is to do as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, 
so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Third, GCCO, we are called to serve with the right heart. 1 Thessalonians 2.4 But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. Proverbs 16.2 All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. Number four. We are called to persevere or be steadfast in serving others. Romans 5, 3 to 5. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. 2 Thessalonians 3, 4 and 5. And we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing, that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. And may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Titus 2 2. Old men are to be sober minded, dignified, self controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. So my fellow JC CEOs, it is a great, it is great and commendable to be focusing on staying track with mission, purpose, and calling. But never forget the most important thing as a child of God and as, a, as an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ to exercise and demonstrate love as in the forefront of what we do. Love and intentional manifestation of all, of all its characteristics should perhaps the checkpoint in our mind and in our heart all the time. Love must be the fulcrum and the synchronizing factor in all our decisions, actions, and reactions. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, please help us as your JCCO CEOs to love always where in all its ways to express its characteristics be evident in our life, where it truly becomes a way of living for us in all aspects of our lives. Help us to fully express it in our families, in our businesses, showing love to everyone in all that we do. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for helping us to live a life of love always. In Jesus' name, amen. My fellow JCCEOs, I hope you've been blessed by the message today that you take the heart, mission first, people always.